0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus began to speak in the synagogue at Nazareth. Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. He said, truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah When the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land, yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman, the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up drove him out of the town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The Gospel of the Lord. Most of us, if we spend any time at all in a church community, we quickly learn just how imperfect it is. It's especially true if we bring expectations that somehow Christian communities are better than all other forms of community. We say in the Midwest, good luck with that, right? But if we stick with it long enough, we learn one of the primary lessons of today's readings, and that is we are not just being God's people. We are always in the process of becoming God's people. In other words, we are in the process of growing up. And that is what today's readings are all about, growing up. We have that vivid reading from the opening of the book of the prophet Jeremiah, where God calls Jeremiah to be a prophet. Needless to say, it will cause no end of trouble for Jeremiah. We'll get to that later. But Jeremiah's first thing is to make an excuse. You know, I don't have the words for this. I'm only a boy. It says, just hang with me. It's a process of becoming. Paul is writing in that beautiful passage, that very famous passage about love, fortunately or unfortunately, it's a passage we often hear affiliated with weddings, and so we take that understanding of love and port it over to our sort of romantic notions. But in fact, Paul is writing about a discipline that we are all being called to grow into as part of community. People living in medieval times understood this very well because the understanding was you were going to learn the disciplines of love whether you got married or whether you started working in the local village to make a living, or whether you went off to the monastery, you were going to learn what it meant to live with other people. And there's no better school for learning love than living with other people, right? Our gospel reading today is fascinating because, for those of you who were with us last week, you remember Jesus shows up at his hometown synagogue and he's handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and he reads from it and he says, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And we have this sense in which everyone in the synagogue is sitting there in awe and wonder. And then today everything turns on a dime and it's a big fight. Maybe it's because nobody likes an upstart. Maybe it's because, as a colleague of mine once remarked, things have changed. She was reflecting to me once, going off to a seminary in the Midwest and then coming home for her first break, and she was amazed at how much her family had changed. And it took her the better part of that break to realize, of course, most of you get it already, it was not they who had changed. She had changed. Jesus is just returning from being in the wilderness and confronting temptation and finding his vocation. He has been baptized by John the Baptist. He has been in the wilderness, tended by angels and tempted by Satan, and he comes back on fire with the Spirit. In his community, he is also in probably his early 30s, which is considered in his day and age the age of wisdom. His vocation has changed. He's old enough to probably have been around Nazareth for a while as a carpenter, being a good first century guy, he inherited his earthly father's vocation. When he comes back from the wilderness, he is utterly transformed, and people don't quite know what to do with that. Rabbi Shribman, who met with us regularly a few times last year in adult education forums, reminded us that in The area around the Lake of Galilee, it was not just a bunch of Jewish communities. It was actually a polyglot of different communities and cultures, all living cheek to jowl. They were in business together. They were running an economy together. And there were people coming through all the time from foreign climes. So you can imagine, it's quite probable, that Jesus' little synagogue in Nazareth Was a pretty conservative place reacting to all of this diversity around them. And they were there to conserve their Jewish roots and traditions. And so when Jesus comes back to them on fire with the Spirit, having spent time in the place outside of Jewish civilization, they are shocked. Of course, they say, wasn't this Joseph's son? Wasn't this the good carpenter who inherited his dad's business? What is he doing? And Jesus is, to say the least, nonplussed. And then he points out to them that the great prophets Elijah and Elisha did not help their own fellow Israelites in the great stories, but reached out to Gentiles, to the outsiders. It's enough to drive everybody crazy in his hometown. So they're about ready to throw him off a cliff. I'm reminded of first coming home for spring break my freshman year as an undergraduate. I cannot remember a fight with my mother greater than that fight we had that spring break. The bottom line was. We both needed to grow up in our relationship. We had to find an adult footing now to be mother and firstborn son. And it wasn't easy for either of us. Not to skip ahead too much, but we made it. It's okay. This is the story of growing up, of learning to become who we are called to be, That's Jesus' struggle, and this experience in his hometown is so shocking, we will hear in a couple of weeks that he will end up on the shores of Lake Galilee, calling not people from the local synagogue, who are at the center of the tradition, but these outsiders, these fishermen, to be his first followers. He's broken outside the box. He's doing something that his fellow townspeople never expected let alone his family.
1: And probably
0: he didn't expect either. That's part of the process of becoming, right? I think about these things as I lie awake. Sometimes these restful days are not so restful. Restive, more like, if you're a wordsmith like me. Lie awake wondering, where do we go from here? And then that deep anxiety that, as rector, I'm supposed to know something about that, right? Isn't that the expectation? The truth of the matter is, all of us, in our various vocations and lives, has no idea what comes next, do we? It's been two years of chaos and upheaval. And we know in our very bones that even as the Omicron surge recedes into the background, things are not really going to go back to the way they were before the pandemic. We might as well put that to rest while we have a chance, right? So what will become of us? And what are we becoming? We don't know. We don't know. But in that moment of rest of anxiety, I am reminded that we are not alone in that question. We have, of course, Christ with us and each of us in our various vocations and lives. And we come back again and again to be reminded of that fact right here But even more importantly, we have one another. When the rector doesn't know what to do, what does he do? He turns to the people of God and says, let's work on this together. After all, it's better than nothing, right? But truly, that is the calling. It's about growing up. As Paul writes, we have to move out of our childish ways and into the adult ways, out of our ways of worrying about the rules, perhaps, and embracing the ways of love, of thinking about the others in our midst and in the neighborhoods about us and in the communities we serve, offer ourselves in compassion and lean into one another. As I was reminded just this week, learn to rely on one another, and the gift of the Spirit at work in our midst. Otherwise, we just end up in a situation where we're going to try to throw each other off a cliff, and that's no fun, is it? No. We are becoming the people of God, Always. And that's a journey. It's a journey that doesn't end. But it is a journey that is promised to be rich with life and new insights, new experiences, new hope, and above all, that crowning virtue of the Christian vocation, love itself. Given for you, given for me, and given for the world, We are called to serve. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread, and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.